Everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 617, being recorded on February 25, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peek. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. So if you want to know when we go live for exciting, breathtaking events like this podcast recording session, you can go to pcper.com slash subscribe to join our mailing list. And what could be more exciting than that? Breathtaking, even, as I said before. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash pcper and help support this. I, words fail me. It, what The magic, what we're doing, everything that you're watching and listening to right now. Just I described it as falling off of a log into a river. I mean, it's that sudden, like, oh my gosh, experience. I can't believe I'm going through this. That's what this moment is like. Yeah. It's like, I didn't expect it. And suddenly, uh, injury. I, I didn't expect it. And then I spent the rest of my life trying to forget it. And right. speaking of yep. uh, unforgettable moments, do we have any new names to announce? Hey, you know what? We do. And despite the levity of which we might talk about it, vastly appreciate the support and throwing some dollars into the bucket. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks go out to newest patron, David uh, Hanslick. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's got a Z in it. So thanks, David. Appreciate it. And if anybody uh, changes their um, name or joins during the podcast, uh, if I get the email and if I catch it, I'll read what you changed it to. If it's not too bad. Maybe even if it is, I might read it aloud. We, we still don't know what the threshold is yet, so keep trying. It's, you know, it's it changes. One of those things. It's like, I'll know it when I see it, but I can't necessarily <sighs> define it. It's, it's kind of what I've been saying, trying to find that fine line of try it, we'll see what happens. This is the time of our show uh, where we move to Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, is it that time again? Roving reporter Josh Walrath, who covers the local restaurant scene. A meat connoisseur, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, oh, it's a prep yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. This is getting... <clears throat> uh, so anyway, this one is, I, I think we've, we've probably seen this one before, but this is the, the naughty. Uh, you know, I, I, I had ordered, I thought, the naughty before, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but then it came out and it wasn't anything like it. But anyway... So this was a great picture, and I couldn't really remove the bun just because it was squished down pretty hard. But two beef patties, American cheese, spicy chipotle barbecue sauce, multiple strips of bacon, and fresh-cut jalapenos. That's the naughty. And it's good. It fills you up, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and the fries were good. They're plenty crispy this time. What are you doing, Cap? Mm, not as limp as last week. The GeForce Ooh. RTX 3060 launched today officially. It was available for several minutes, and it's the new graphics <laughs> card from NVIDIA that uh, it's for gamers. I talked about that. It's I call it the anti-mining card for gamers who probably still can't buy it. And I know that's cynical, but the coverage of all this stuff is is kind of cynical these days because we're living through year number two of not being able to buy anything. 
And uh, Nvidia tried to address the mining problem. I brought that up. They we we'll talk about this a little bit separately, but there was an in, uh, an intentional move to reduce the most popular crypto. What is the term for this? So would it be hash? Hash rate. The hash, hash rate. Okay, so if it detects that kind of activity, it takes it down to 50%. I didn't test that. I'm just going to take everybody else's word for it. It literally does detect it, and within minutes, I guess, it drops it down to 50%. So it makes it significantly less profitable. And so in theory, only gamers would want to buy this card. Now, if we actually look at the specs, just compare it to the TI next to it, the 3060 TI, which launched first. This is a new GPU. This is GA106. It's only got 28 SMs. They were 38 in the 3060 Ti. This one has 28. Uh, that means a reduction from 4864 down to 3584 CUDA cores. Fewer tensor and RT cores, of course. Slightly lower base clock, slightly higher boost clock. Up to approximately 1.8 gigahertz. And then the big deal, anyway, is the memory. It's 12 gigabytes of memory. It's 12 gigs of GDDR6, 15 gigabit GDDR6, up from 8 no. gigs of 14 gigabit yeah. on the TI. But then it's only 192-bit uh, memory bus instead of 256. So lower memory bandwidth. It would have only been 336, but because they upped the memory data rate, it's faster RAM, so now it's 360 gigabytes per second of bandwidth. But this is, it's going to have lower performance. It's going to have lower raster performance. It's going to have lower um, ray tracing performance in the 3060 Ti. But it's the cheaper card. This one, okay, this is the problem, though. I'm guessing if you, I'll have to ask our Newegg raffle representative here, but the Newegg shuffle... For a 3060, would that be for a 3060 at 329? Is there even a 329 yes, SKU and on there? Funny or? you mentioned that. Yes. Uh, the shuffle came up and they had all the uh, 3060s in there, and, and I chose the three of them at 329, and I was actually chosen for the EVGA one. <laughs> well, so I've got two out of four raffles. I actually. Shuffles. Shuffles, not raffles. Well, I mean, it's like uh, a raffle. Kind of. Yeah, it is, but but yeah, but um, I have two friends that have uh, you know have a need for graphics cards, and so I entered that kind of for them, and so one of them also entered, and neither of them got it. So yeah, they're getting a thirty sixty. I'm sure you're just going to take a very minor look. You're not a scalper, Josh. You are an agent. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm selling it for a shipping percentage. tax. And the base card because well, it's my friend, and they'll give me some alcohol. So there you it's go. It's a win-win. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a value added uh, pass through. That, that's all. Yeah. So I was able to get a release date thirty sixty. That's bizarre. This very yeah. card, in fact, if you got it at three twenty nine, yeah. if it's EVGA. The, the funny thing is, is, I happen to notice that almost all of the reviewers had the EVGA card. Well, that's because this is the one that NVIDIA was providing. They worked with EVGA to provide this card, so a lot of the U.S. reviewers, I think, got the same XC black card. That is true. Um, and just to clear this up, just because, and it's been repeated ad nauseum, they they didn't add extra memory. They had to actually, it had to either be 6 or 12, just yeah. due to the way the yeah. memory bus worked. So they didn't, 
you know, make a miner's edition and then sort of like, oh, back out of it by gimping it. Was there a rumor about that? Oh, of course. There are are mining cards, uh, but those are actually based on Turing and not Ampere, right? Yeah. So the um, new FEs. If if you look at some of the places, they actually list this card as it's the twelve gigabyte version. And what does this say? You know, a silent wink, wink, nudge, well, nudge to people. Except, yeah, I wouldn't. I would not be shocked if they came out with a six gigabyte budget version, or if that hit OEM they might. at some point. Yeah, OEM I, is honestly, a good the other, PC. The other reason might be is we don't know, and neither does Nvidia. Well, as far as we know, we don't know what AMD is going to be coming out with soon. That is, and they've been equipping their cards with more RAM. Not that it's very useful, but they've been equipping their cards with more RAM. So maybe they see, you know, lower in the graphics card food chain that that AMD is going to be having a card with, you know, more RAM. Hey, hey if AMD doesn't come out and say, hey, we're also going to reduce our mining performance, then they're going to be the card to get. For mining. So we're, we're, we'll lose months. people quickly if we talk too much about mining. La, 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 la. Okay, let's, that's going to come up later. Card. So here's the... Uh, here's yeah, the but, you, but you know what? The Vega the Vega 56 is for $600 <laughs> on eBay. Easy. All graphics it's, cards are geez, expensive right now. It's true. Now. No, he's right, though. It's it's actually a specially egregious smack in the f- face with a uh, wet you glove. You don't even want to know what uh, <laughs> Radeon 7 sell for. It's obscene. Oh. So anyway, this is a very small card. What I, the first thing I noticed when I picked up this card is that this is about as tiny as that smallest of the 2070s from a couple of years ago. That uh, maybe it's it's within like a quarter of an inch. I think this card is under eight inches long. I think you get the actual. And I can see through the fan, so the PCB is yeah. even smaller. PCB is a little bit smaller. Or do they have right. a hole in the PCB? Uh, you know, That's I have right here. We can examine it together. But well, yes, let's uh, click on that. Well, click on that photo. The second one is a picture of the yeah. back of it. The back just uh, sitting back? right in front what? of you. The, the back, the photo of the back. Oh, for the love of. It's, oh, my okay, God. It does have holes in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. And a bit overhang. I know. This is like hitting your head on the way down. <laughs> okay. So here's here's the graphics card. It's very small. And here's the back of the graphics card. It's so also very small. Uh, where are the holes? The holes are right it's here. Smaller. It's interesting power circuitry it's, that it goes Josh, up it's there. Actually, it's actually smaller on the back than it is on the front, Josh. Look, they got rid of the red trim, I think, across the yeah. board. You don't have the Batman, the Batmobile. Yeah, looks because we made fun of them. There's like a, that, a that's space the for it, though. There's like a cavity there where it would have been. And as you can see, it's just a traditional, traditional two-slot width card. Why will this true. not focus? Come on. There you go. Single 8-pin power connector. Is it RGB? Any RGB elements? No, this is totally blackout. Nice. Oh, and fancy honeycombs on the back. Yes, and you know what? I, I have to say, just a, a little footnote, this is the only graphics card I've ever received that had protective plastic on this rear bracket as well as the shroud. You had to do oh, a like, peel on the back bracket? You had to do a peel on the back bracket. Yeah. Not kidding. Ooh, that is special. That would suck if you forgot to take it off. Look at the GPU-Z... Uh, screenshot here. This is as bone stock as it gets. The base and boost match NVIDIA specs. This is a stock card. So that is going to... This is absolute baseline performance, is what I'm saying here. Because a lot of these cards are going to be factory overclocked to be a little bit faster than this. So, throwing it onto our Ryzen 9 3900X base test platform, the worst case scenario for it that I tested was Metro Exodus, where it does not beat a 2060 Super. It's within about two, two and a half frames of it. 
down near the bottom of the massive ever-growing chart here which is would have been even bigger if I'd left the 2090 on or 3090 which I, I was like no there's no point. how does it that compare against insulting. 1070 though you didn't answer me that I did not I did not I hmm. I yeah I did not want to go all the way back and do that again but well anyway a 2060 is faster than 1070 so yep Right, and then in most cases, it's just a little bit faster than our 2060 Super Founders Edition card, which I have tested to be within a rounding error of a 2070 non-Super. It's the same thing. So basically, this 3060 Bone Stock Edition is going to be either as fast or perhaps just a bit faster than a 2070 Here's the best showing for it, five frames a second faster than the 2060 Super slash 2070 in the Division 2 at 1440 high. But it's it's like a 2070, but it's a 3060. And it has better uh, ray tracing performance. Now, the I only did one quick test here, but Bright Memory Infinite, I've mentioned recently, it's very tough. I'd only planned on doing a test with the higher-end cards. So I'd done like 2080, 2080 Ti, 3070, 3080, and 3090 not on this chart but here i went ahead and grabbed the 2060 and this 3060 to show you like gen over gen ray tracing and that's a big jump it goes from about 22 frames per second to to about 31 we're just into what looks playable 30 frames per second in this fully ray traced test is actually it looks pretty smooth on a 60 hertz display but it's still not very high that's a big jump and it's within about four frames per second of a 2080 so it's that's a forty-one percent increase, twenty sixty to thirty sixty in RTX. So at the same price, and that card launched, you know, a couple of years ago at CES. So to go, you know, forty percent better performance in two years—that's kind of what you expect. Which is basically the story of this whole review. You'd expect the XX sixty card of the current generation to be the same speed as the XX seventy card of the previous generation. Like twenty sixty was as fast as ten seventy. 3060 is as fast as 2070. So that's the exciting conclusion. You know, it's it's kind of a bummer because, you know, it's great to see a lower price card that you still can't really get, but it's still lower priced. However, if you look up the stack at the $500 level, the $750, well, now it's like $830 level, but it was doubling the performance of the previous cards of those generations. So a 3080 was smashing a 2080 that was similar in price, 2080 Ti. Was there say yeah, no, what? yeah, 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 yeah. 2080 Ti is much, much more expensive, obviously. But yeah, it, it just was blown away by the 3080. The 3070 was still fast, 3060 Ti. Now you're getting down there. Now it's, it's you know, a 3060 is, Competing with the 2080, 2060 Super. It, it's it's disappointing that we don't see a larger jump where most people would be able to afford it. Am I off base here? Wouldn't you think? But, I mean, what's what's kind of the value? I mean, RTX. Yeah, the dollar sure, multiplier there isn't. isn't there. Yeah, not at all. And so yeah. you got a 1080 Ti. You don't have a whole lot of money. Why would you upgrade? You've got a four-year-old card, and it's still competing in at the three hundred and thirty-dollar level. Yeah, for I mean, that's a hell of an investment. 
you're yeah. pretty close to almost the same. Yeah. TI is faster if you're just doing raster based stuff. Yeah. Oh, which I mean, where's 1080 Ti? Where did right? your charts? Where did your charts uh, put that? You tested your it. Charts? Did you? Charts? Uh, I'm yeah, just gonna have another hands. quick drink of my beverage. All right, let me see here. Do I have the 1080 Ti on here? Yeah, I do. If you look, yeah, at, you let's just look at Far Cry. It's the last one on the list here. Far Cry Ultra HD textures, 4K. 1080 Ti manages 54.5 frames per second, which is a little bit faster than a 5700 XT. And then behind that is the 3060. And the 3060 would occasionally best the 5700 XT and get close to the 1080 Ti on raster on the, stuff. It depends on the game, but yeah. yeah. So this is... There's different, different examples I could bring up again, but yeah, it's it's not beating... There's no the viable Ti. upgrade path that brings you here. Unless, of course, you're building a new computer and... Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's depressing that this not. is dead on mid-range card performance-wise. At three hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, well, you know, back in the day, like yeah. ninety-eight through two thousand, the top-end video card was typically one hundred and ninety bucks, and well, then they started jacking that up. But you know, it was a very different time, obviously, and you know, most of those didn't even have cooling. Chip, that was, cheapest chips. There was yeah, also a time active, where you could, yeah. you could purchase said cards as well, which mm, was a plus. Yes. Weird. Yeah. yeah, that was a nice time. And the secondary market went down. The price yeah, exactly. was lower. You could never sell it for as much as it, it was. Or higher. Or, yeah, or more. Three times that would be higher. like... Yeah. Speaking of resale value, let's ever. quickly get this out of the way because we, we alluded to this in the review. The yes. story after last week's show, of course we'd finished recording it was that nvidia was going to intentionally reduce mining performance with this new gpu and they were also announcing their new cmp which is crypto mining processor hx series cards and those are under a different process they didn't specifically mention that i don't think but it's been leaked and rumored that those are actually touring so they yes. will not interfere with production of these samsung 8 nanometer cards because they're going to be on tsmc 12 nanometer Presumably, unless I've done like a, a die shrink or something, but uh, yeah, the, that it was pretty short to the point. I quoted the whole press release about them deciding to do this, and this would kind of force people to either look elsewhere for a mining card and leave these to the gamers, or you know, also it helps promote their new mining cards. So. It's it's good for Nvidia and presumably good for gamers, but then of course it depends. It's it sounds like maybe the thirty sixty is going to be a little bit easier to buy than it would have been otherwise. Because think about it, if this hadn't happened, this would have been a twelve gigabyte card with faster memory, like less memory bandwidth, but fifteen gigabit per second, twelve gigs. Presumably, great for mining. That's why I was yeah. kind of joking about it when I heard the announcement and the specs. Like, great, we'll never see one of these. And the thirty sixty, right? The thirty sixty Ti. Well, sure. I, yeah, I, I linked to if you do a Google search for like number one mining card or best mining card, I pulled up this chart over at NiceHash, the very popular mining uh, service. 
and their number one card for this year so far is the 3060 Ti. Best price performance, hash rate, everything. And that is why you will never see a 3060 Ti anywhere near MSRP. It's just, it's too good at mining to be available to gamers. So when the 3060 was introed, it made sense. Like NVIDIA doing this kind of makes sense because otherwise you'd never be able to buy one ever. By, We've like, just taken their word for them. it. We've just taken their word for it that this yeah. is going to be a permanent fix. They're locked out. Yeah, Not- the, the, the explanation, and I was looking at the, the conversation that Ryan over at Anontech was having with uh, BDR on Twitter, because he, he said, you know, they talked to NVIDIA and they said this is more than just driver level. This is like firmware, handshake, something that cannot be circumvented. It's actually... Right. Like, well, it's an it's a load analysis. It's kind of what the process is doing inside the card to say mm, that looks like mining. Yeah, we're going to kind of you know do whatever they do to slow it down. You know, whatever it is they're going to do. So just rename the executable to, say, to totally not Ethereum. I don't think that's. I think it's deeper <laughs> than that. But I think you're onto something. What if they <laughs> alter it in some such a way is like, oh, well, we're going to separate out these two processes so they don't happen simultaneously and that, you know, cause it to trigger. There's far greater numbers of people who will look at a way to get around this than than not. I mean, for goodness sake, people figured out how to install, you know, Linux on the old um, iPod screens, you know, with the, the first color yeah. iPods. It, you know, it, how, how big a community was that? And those were all locked down as well, you know, whatever. I just think it's it's good, I suppose, that they're trying. Um, but by the same token, they make all these CMP cards that are just going to get, you know, shit canned when they're done. You know, thank you, e-waste. You know, they're not doing anybody really any favors. You can't reuse them at all. So I'm not sure that they're, whatever it is they've done, handshaking and all their good intentions is really going to, you know, hold the dam back forever. I'll just, I'm going to say someone will for fire up Minecraft and build the, the actual processing in there and then just offload it to the GPU to do via Minecraft. And it'll even never even know. It'll be something well, ridiculous because you're not going to stop people. It's, it'll find a way to be obscured. The other thing, one thing I did read was like, hey, even at 50%, that's not bad. You know, at a 50% <laughs> rate, that's still pretty good. You can't, you can't really totally win. So, And is it just one hash algorithm is it can you that's do a, different a good point yeah coin on this thing yeah i mean i think there's a number of algorithms i believe me i really don't understand the whole thing entirely so i don't i don't do this kind of thing uh in the privacy of my own home um hey no, you want i don't know maybe maybe <laughs> now now stick with me here okay. all right this is gonna maybe, be good I can, let me just <laughs> maybe nvidia can offer a card upgrade with They'll actually send you a scratch-off card, and you type in the code at GeForce Experience, and it <sighs> unlocks. It unlocks the full mining potential. Right. See, I was we're a bit more crazy than that because I'm thinking that you should double-check your power usage when it's running at fifty percent. Because mm-hmm. if it's still drawing as much power as it did, you know, as you think it should, that just means that you're giving fifty percent of your coins to Nvidia. It hasn't actually done anything. It's just literally siphoning off 50% of yours towards Jensen's uh, wallet. Brilliant. Hey, 
What about a gamer who wants to mine on nights and weekends? Please. I know, and yes, and that's the thing. If it, yes, it would be difficult, nay, impossible to actually get this card into the hands of gamers if you hadn't done this. But if you I'm know, spending, like gaming was a nine to five job, by the way. Well, right, but I'm just like if if I'm looking at uh, like go to Nice Hash and like do a quote for my card, like how much would I make a day on this thing? And if it's like four dollars or something, I'm like, well, I could make two dollars half a day. I'm not using it. That's it's just it, mm-hmm. it you that choice While is taken away from you because the hardware yeah. will intentionally reduce the performance, and so I can see both arguments. I just don't see a way to get it at all unless they had done it. And here's the Twitter uh, conversation. Ryan Smith from he's the editor in chief of Nontech, of course. He had talked about this on his feed, and then he said that. If an official line from NVIDIA is that this is a driver thing, given what they're trying to do, I doubt they're telling us everything. One way or another, we'll find out soon enough. He had said this on this is February 18. Brian Del Rizzo replies, Hi, Ryan, it's not just a driver thing. There is a secure handshake between the driver, the RTX 3060 Silicon, and the BIOS firmware that prevents removal of the hash rate limiter. Kevin Crewell had asked, could you just use an older driver? And I apparently no, because this is firmware. Now, could you use a custom driver? Could you flash this to different firmware? That's where I think eventually we're going to hear about this because now that the card has hit the market, people are going to start to get them. There's going to be some experimentation done, I'm sure. I'm sure that the attack surface is quite large and people are motivated. Exactly. So we'll see. Hey, but isn't this a great time to be thinking about an upgrade or a new system? I know it's like Thinking basking it, in the yeah. warm glow of of a component sunshine. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, why aren't you updating the hardware leaderboard? Because I know, it I makes heard about me it. cry real tears <laughs> doing. Come on, there are plenty of Intel CPUs out there. It's true, and they have integrated graphics on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can always plug in a the price GT ten thirty. I might have actually put that on there. I don't recall. No, I was going to go uh, with an Intel IGP, but it was selling for about double what the MSRP should have been. So I didn't. And I don't even know why it was that i3 was selling for that much. Well, it's just depressing. I know why. Well, cause because it's there. Because the Celeron, Pentium, and Core i3, the low end, the low power, are the ones that power the mining rigs. This was the problem oh, I had in 2017, 2018, because I wanted to buy yeah. like a lower power CPU for some kind of a project. And you couldn't find them anywhere. I was going to the dark corners of e-tail online, like Superbiz and other places that I hadn't shopped at in years. And couldn't, I can't even remember where I finally found a Celeron in stock. But, Alibaba. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> but, uh, Anyway. Jeremy. So, yeah, that's the reason. All right, go ahead, Jeremy. DC build recommendation recommendations in a time of drought is this incredibly uplifting article title. I see an older GPU in there. That looks like a, a t- uh, 10 series graphics card there. GTX, anyway. Yep. Yep. That one might be a 10. So it was Girl 3D that uh, sort of went through the same idea that I did, which is that, you know, at some point you do have to update the your recommendations, even if you really don't want to. 
And so they sort of went a different way, which is, as opposed to depressing the hell out of themselves, looking around to see what's actually available, they sort of stuck with the, in a perfect world, if you could actually get stuff, you know, that place we used to live in a couple of years back, this is what they would recommend. So like you still see the R33200G on there, even though, you know, good luck finding one for a grand, uh, let alone anything. But if you're building a low end system and you don't want to have a, to invest in a GPU because, well, you know, there's issues there, uh, you know, this is still the chip to go with. And they sort of suggest, you know, if you're going to pair it with something, uh, 1650 or a 5500 50, uh, XT, Again, almost impossible to find because you're going to be spending three or four hundred dollars on a card that is totally not worth that. So it's it's a little bit depressing to read in that you can't find anything, but it's also good to keep your wish list together um, because that once in a blue moon something actually does come, and all of a sudden that fifty nine fifty X is suddenly available for a second, and it's on your wish list. So you get an email saying, "Hey, you've got." about half a second to get that in the cart and buy it before it's gone. But Hey, you can. So it's sort of t- worth taking a look just to see, you know, what's out there. And there's some interesting discussions like, you know, do you go with a 30, if you can afford it and it's there, do you go with the RTX 3090 or do you do the 6900 XT? You know, there's, there's trade-offs. So it's, it's kind of uplifting in a way to read that. Oh, back in the day when I could just sort of say, you know what? Yeah, I feel like building this system and I'm going to do it. Uh, except unfortunately that's not where we're living right now. So you take a look and, you know, just dream of a better world where when you want hardware, you can go out and buy it for within 10 to 15% of MSRP. And really it used to be, I won't pay MSRP. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale or go to the used market. You'll be waiting a while. Yeah. the used market now costs more than the new market, whenever it's in stock. One day this will be over. Certain local retail outlets uh, that rhyme with the Lycro Lenter um, actually has uh, 5,600 and 5,800 X's actually in stock right now. More than 25, according to my website. Nice. My webpage. Yeah. And I I will say that, yes, availability of those seems to have gotten a bit better. Indeed. It's still not available like NewegAmazon.com. Every right. day of the week, they have turned. They've turned the GPU aisles into um, just uh, scented candles. Um, oh, so, that's nice. yeah, you gotta. Yeesh. You know, retail floor space cannot be empty. This was a, a tenant no. of no. of retail when I was there. They would literally take like Sterilite plastic totes and just single yes. face them all the way down. They called it toting out an aisle. You would, <laughs> you would never just leave aisles bare. You had to put something there. You know. Fries didn't even have the totes, and that was the yeah. sadness at the end. That's they what fries because fries knew they were gone. There were the reports. Mm, they couldn't even tote the aisles. Apparently, were true. I saw the pictures. It was sad. Fries is no more. Bye, fries. Bye, hey, fries. If Toys R Us could go away, then fries can go away. It, it's mm. it's unfortunate. But Should have combined themselves. Yeah, exactly. Toy Computers fries are us. Fry toys. Nope. Computers are us. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It was like a Comp USA that didn't do very well. No. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, Brett, would you like to guide us through? I can, but I just want to give Josh the opportunity. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about NVIDIA. Uh, they made $5 billion this last quarter. Billion. That's 
that's a record for them. Uh, Q4 of last year, of course, they have kind of a funky way of, of talking about their their uh, their years. Uh, they made 3.1 billion, which was, I think, a record at the time. So they've increased that by 60 percent in a year. Uh, data center stayed really kind of level, but I mean, their gaming and everything else just blew through the ceiling. I mean, it's insane. I mean, they're selling more video cards. There's, there's, there's nothing in the channel. They have, they have essentially sold out all of their old chips that were just sitting around. Everything is gone and they're making so much money. Uh, because you know there are there there no there's no price reductions to get rid of old stock. There's nothing there that they feel they need to do to move things because it's already all moving, and uh, they made some serious bank this year. Um, but in between three to four billion, and then this topped it off at. At five billion for a quarter, and so uh, their share price probably is doing pretty well. You know, when you look at it over the last couple of years, much probably like AMD. Uh, yeah, five, revenue of five billion than they thought at most. They get four point eight two. So I don't know uh, a lot of these sub numbers. I don't know what net income was looking like. I didn't get a chance to look over a lot. But you know their their margins stay high. Um, they're moving a lot of product. They've got wafer orders galore with Samsung, uh, the GA one hundred and six. That's that's first time we've seen this chip uh, with the uh, thirty sixty. More than likely, it'll be powering things like the thirty fifty Ti and a further cut down form. Um, they're they're doing very well. They're taking advantage of of the. Uh, uh, what you call it, the pandemic and the uh, amazing uh, demand for their products across gaming, productivity, and of course mining. So it's uh, it's nuts. The whole market is nuts, and they're taking advantage of it, and they're making some serious bank. Hey, AMD's gonna. Uh, they're going to sell some graphics cards too. You know, there's nothing yeah, in the channel from either one of them. So, assuming that yeah. TSMC can find enough water. Um, you know, yeah, I, I saw that story. I'm like, is that really? I, I guess that's a thing. Trucking I mean, in. They, it's a Whoa. thing. Yep. Now there's a shortage of water trucks, by the way, Josh. Did you read that too? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Samsung is, is going to be really happy. And this, you know, kind of goes into something else is that um, Global Foundries missed out big time by not spending the money and developing further their seven nanometer process to get to where, you know, it would actually be producing stuff. And right now they're probably mm-hmm. talking to the U S government because, you know, Biden just put out that executive order to spend upwards yeah. of $38 billion to reinforce the chip infrastructure manufacturing, uh, well, chip manufacturing infrastructure in the United States, because currently, Intel still has, you know, essentially cutting edge fabs. I mean, they've got their 10 nanometer process and super fat and all that stuff going on. And it works, maybe not as profitable as Intel would like. But um, other than them, I mean, you've got TI and uh, I can't remember what memory manufacturer, maybe even Samsung. Global Foundries? They're down in Austin. Uh, 
I don't know. I was going to get to them, but I'm talking oh, about you know the non-global foundries. Um, yeah, TI. I think it's Samsung, but anyway, the memory fab down in in Austin, and someone uh, Toshiba Flash used to have AMD's old uh, fab that was in Austin. Anyway, but yeah, Global Foundries is is uniquely. Uh, poised to be able to suck up a lot of these funds and de- further develop their uh, their architecture technology and uh, you know it's not out of the question that they could go back to Samsung and say hey we want to license out your process technology um, I don't know what they'd have to do in terms of retooling and uh, um, what kind of fab space they they need I mean there's there's a lot of room up in New York. Uh, they can put two more megafabs, I believe, uh, in the property in Malta. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what what Global Foundries will uh, be able to do. Because, yeah, if, if they had had something online, even if it was a year later than TSMC, and if it was using even the 8 nanometer Samsung, their chip orders would just be insane at the time. I mean, automotive is crying for wafer starts i mean they're 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 shuttering car factories because they can't get the electronic components uh for these cars so which will hurt nvidia uh, what's that which can hurt nvidia in a way because they want to be selling yeah, their self-driving chips is, their automotive is not the biggest part obviously and and no. uh, you know they have a handful of of uh manufacturers that actually utilize their chips but we're talking about a lot more basic stuff than that and not just the self-driving, not just the display, but, you know, other portions of, um, you know, our highly computerized cars that use hundreds of different types of chips and uh, they're just Your automatic trunk available. release for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like you've got simple. You know, sensors and your Backup transmission. Backup camera and, control chip. Yeah. 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 So... Sure. Anyway, what were we originally talking about before I went on that? Uh, financial. NVIDIA's yeah, billions. Financial. Yeah, but yeah, you well, know, NVIDIA now has three amp, no, four ampere chips. The A100. Yeah. And then they got the GA102, which is the 3090-3080. 104, which is the 3060 Ti and 3070. And now the 106, mm-hmm. which is the 3060 and that. So it's it's... I was surprised. I mean, this is talk about the the heat and the wattage that this thing was able to pull. Oh, that card, uh, one, yeah, one seventy, and I measured a total of like one seventy two point four peak total board power draw. So right on the one seventy target, and then this particular sample because it's so small uh, under load, this was actually spinning the fans at seventy three percent. So, so it gets up quick. there. So and what, uh, did it, what was the temp? What did the temp peak out at? Temp was like hot spot was eighty. The regular temp was reported at I think sixty eight, and that's in a twenty four degree room roughly. This is Celsius. So it's but this is one sample. Like I, there's no yeah. reference card that you can like. There's no founders edition card. So a bigger version of this will be cooler and quieter. This one is very compact. So if you can take like and that's only like. 2400 rpm i think or no just over 2000 rpm on these fans it wasn't super loud at all so nice but yeah they're gonna sell them all doesn't matter i think they already did 
Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. It's because they're gone. <laughs> hey, you know what's not gone? I'll tell you. I'll what, tell you what's what not it, gone. What is it, Brad? I spent I spent some time helping to review a couple of Corsair components. Corsair sent over a combo mouse mat, and I had it on my head last time. Actually, I have it over here. It is ginormous. Let me just unfurl this thing. Now, hang on. I'm almost done. All right. Okay. All right. That little box it, on the end, is that, is there any kind of wireless charging built into this mat, or is that the RGB controller? It is the RGB controller, okay. but it also has a couple of, has a USB-C in on it. I don't know if, you, if I'm too close to it. Oh, now we can there, see That's it. a little bit better. Now we can okay. See it. And it has, uh, wrong side, it has a USB-A on the side, as well as the side facing the mat, which is nice for a wired mouse, which Corsair also sent over their new mouse. Mm-hmm. I have it right here. Uh, that's it in uh, in its natural habitat, uh, the mouse and and uh, mat in its uh, in its play uh, play zone. So I, I let somebody uh, borrow them um, that actually plays a, a lot of video games, and they have tweaked their environment with a uh, you know special mouse and an Aerox uh, mouse. And I said, hey, uh, do you want to try this mat and and this mouse? Uh, you know, you're an avid gamer, and you know, write something up for me. So I did. And I gave it to him and I gave, you know, I did my impressions of it. Um, I'm clearly not a super avid gamer. So I gave it to somebody who was and they gave me their impressions of it. And it's in the review. And uh, you cannot believe um, how well it compares. And if I can just show you this mouse here a second, you can see the pictures right there. But like literally I'm holding it in my hand right here. It is a very lightweight mouse, a little bit heavier than the Holy Aerox one. Uh, But this is $29 from Corsair. Very, very impressive, um, and it compared very, very favorably for somebody who games a heck of a lot. Uh, the cord is really nice, very flexible, like a cloth, like paracord kind of thing. It's uh, an amazing amount of, of quality and usability, especially for someone who's a you know an actual gamer. Seem to enjoy it. Well, I used it for a while, you know, doing pedestrian things, but you know, I wasn't gaming with it. What, nice let's mouse. talk about let's talk about the nitty gritty. Let's get into uh, sensor. Uh, what kind of sensor are they using this thing? How uh, it's up to is the DPI. On oh gosh, the DPI is is it is insane. It's like eighteen hundred DPI or two thousand DPI. It'll it'll crank up to. Okay. I'm sorry, not two thousand. I'm at eighteen thousand. I'm at That's, not eight, hey, eight, And not that you know what? For a gaming mouse, it's actually kind of low, but it fits this price point. So that makes sense. PMW it does. In the polling one is the sensor. Okay. The, sorry, the polling rate is a thousand hertz. It has six good. programmable buttons, thirty dollars. Like I said, um, so, you, this sounds or, a lot like QVC. <laughs> yeah, I'm say. sorry, it's just twenty nine. Yeah, if you get it now, uh, the mouse mat. I, I just six payments say, of uh, three dollars on eBay. <laughs> I don't mean to come off like that, but it's it is it is sort of like a an iterative kind of thing where you just kind of spew some of the yeah it does this it does that yeah. Um, it, you got to have a very big desk in order to accommodate this mat. The mat's yeah, nice. The it's mat. got, it's got no hangups on it, but it's freaking huge. Corsair's got it on sale right now, and I called attention to it. Um, it's ten bucks off. It's expensive for a mat. Yeah. It's forty nine dollars. Uh, for a desk mat though, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's if you it's think about it, gamers, it's, got, it's not the gamers Nexus mat though. It's not. I mean, if you're an enthusiast, I wouldn't mouse on that's, that one. that's the I one. Would not, that, really? Because would not mouse that, on, like, no. mar the design? Uh, it's grippy. 
it, is it? it you're not going to get a smooth roll on it yeah really yeah but this 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 one is nice the only drawback for the mat is the um the stitching along the edging and that might catch you on the wrist or the uh, oh. forearm as you kind of mm. go along and the only other problem i had with it and i mentioned this in you know my take on it was that it's deep and that if you want to bring a, a monitor close to you and the feet are you know bracing uh you're going to step on the edge Hmm. And that might not be something you want to do you with an expensive I, mouse I mat, a light that, pipe. I've dealt with that very issue, Brett. Yeah. yeah. It's real. It's a real problem. The only other thing that if you hate the IQ software, this is not for you. Um, you've, you've really got to have it in order to take full advantage of of everything to do with the programmable coloring on the mat and all the features inside the mouse, as well as as um, doing things like uh, surface analysis. So, actually, I yeah. pulled the, you had the picture up there a second. Yeah. I it's, thought that was pretty cool. It is. It, it does. You can calibrate the mouse to the yeah. surface that you use, and it actually yes. works. It will make a big difference. It did work. And I, and I made mention of, like, it seems like uh, this is actually doing something, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. Not bad. Um, like I said, the mouse is, an, I think, an extremely good value at $29. The mat, it's an acquired taste. It's like I said, you've got to have enough uh, real estate to to roll that thing out. Um so yeah, that might not be for me, but the mouse is great. And we'll we'll leave you with one of this is a very purple photo. It is. But it gets purpley more it purple later. It gets purplier later. You're absolutely very right about very that. purpley later. Very much. So um, yeah, this is this is a this is a good surface if you like this sort of thing and can and can fit it. And the mouse is a, a pretty good value at twenty nine dollars. Honestly. Yeah, their their wireless version of that mouse. Is the, it's the Qatar Pro XD, by the way. I didn't name okay. it, so it's the Qatar okay. Pro XD. The wireless version with their slipstream technology is only like $10 more, I think. It was the best low-cost mouse I've ever used. So they're doing really good stuff with affordable peripherals these days. That all work together. They're, they all have a sort of a design language that you can see they're sort of very similar in the way that they pattern everything. and the, the Right down to the... like. I don't know if you can see this. Here, check this out. If you can okay, see this edge, this in focus. Yeah, you see this edge, like this this ripple pattern along the side, this grippy part right here, where they have this pattern in here. It's raised, so you can, it's raised. it's grippy. Yeah, how does but it this feel? Is the, How's this it feel is like, against your delicate skin? Um, not abrasive. I I don't okay. I don't feel like this would chafe over the long period. What about more sensitive okay. areas? That's the po- stop it. The, <laughs> the point is this it's not is a joystick. It's not like a joystick. It's on both sides. But this is the design language that, that you see everywhere for them. I mean, it's, it's even on their packaging. What, things being ridged? Or ribbed? <laughs> that particular shape. No, it's that particular shape. The sort of the diamond, diamond like pattern? shape. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You're, it's you're going to talk about this cases. a lot in the case review. Look, we're going to talk about this a lot uh, no, in the case that's review. No, that's, that's a different case review. But Oh, I, I, do bring, I do bring this you up do. in the case review. I for a different read your review. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, let's pause right here, please. Uh, Please. To hear from our first and only, I guess, sponsor this week. Thank you, Text Expander. 
Text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and messaging errors, and trying to remember the exact right thing to say. Very useful in customer service. When you're using Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste, it's better than scripts and templates. Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text Expander can be used on any platform, any app, anywhere you type. So if you've got iOS, Windows, Mac, Linux, it works anywhere. Take your time back and increase your productivity. Show listeners get 20% off their first year so you can watch your snippets of text expand. Text Expander even has ready-made batches of snippets, free to use like auto-corrections, which work across any app. So go to textexpander.com podcast to learn more and get 20% off your first year. And we're back. Uh, next up on the list, I think we're going to talk about a uh, USB-C enclosure for your NVMe sensitives. Ooh. Speaking of sensitives. Also $29.99. This is no BYOD, way. right? Bring your own drive? Yes. Yeah. It, at 30 they... bucks, you do not get an SSD oh. in there. Okay. <laughs> Why like that name digital black that came with one? <laughs> but it was $500. Anyway. Yeah, well. so tell us about this, Jeremy. Yeah, the Sovereign EC SNVE. So it's uh, off USB. the tongue, as it were. It's beautifully, beautifully enhanced, and just yeah, I, I don't know what they did with the M either. Uh, but yeah, so if you've got a gumstick style drive of just about any size, it's a nice little aluminum enclosure. It connects via USB C and at the proper Gen two, so it's you're actually going to get the benefit of having an NVMe SSD in there. And like I said, it's it's dirt cheap. Uh, it has you know, a very, it's completely toolless. You know, the, the pin pops in and out to secure your SSD in there. And there's a button which you push to open it up inside. You can see a little bit of a copper heat plate on it to uh, get it, uh, ensure that it's not going to toast itself because it is a fairly tight enclosure. I mean, it's, as you can see, not that much bigger than an actual uh, 2280 uh, M.2. They, the testing that they did, uh, they could see uh, over a thousand megs on the reads and the writes uh, using a, a Rocket 4, not even the faster Rocket 4. That, uh, but then again, at that point, you've sort of maxed out USB 3.2 Gen 2. So I don't complain. Like, don't throw your highest end SSD in there, obviously, but if you've got uh, one that can hit those speeds, Slap this in there for 30 bucks. You can take it anywhere, uh, plug it in with USB-C and, you know, play your bloody games off of it. Do whatever you want because, I mean, the, the, the speeds are insane. It, it's, it's absolutely wonderful for a little enclosure. It doesn't look too bad either. What is the controller for this one, did they say? I dug a little bit and didn't really find it. Hmm, Interesting. I know that was a big point of discussion. The last enclosure I did was which chip was actually in it. And apparently there was a similar model number that had a different controller in it. Some of them play nicer with certain USB controllers than others, apparently. (laughs) That was was the show where I happened to notice that it looked like a lobster. Oh, yeah. The Realtek? Yes. The Realtek lobster. Yeah, and we do. Do we even have on our list to talk about AMD addressing X570 USB issues? 
working with. No, the that's community. actually a good one. Um, we could probably throw that in there next if you want to talk about it a bit. Yeah, let's and pull up a story. Who had a story about this? AMD, this is on a non-tech. AMD to probe potential USB connectivity issue on Ryzen systems. This is uh, from February 22nd. And just the, the thing that we've kind of alluded to, this is something that I have firsthand experience with, but it's one of those things where the second you bring it up, it's, well, what configuration were you running? You know, what version of the driver did you have? Well, what do you have it plugged into? Like, it's... Oh, you sound defensive. It's right, because I would sort of mention offhand, like, yeah, I don't really trust AMD platforms when I have to rely on USB devices in, like, a production environment. Because Patrick Norton and I went back and forth on this when we were doing Twitch, because we were both using a very similar setup. We had... Sony A6000 cameras, Camlink 4K, which connects via USB 3.0. When I would have this connected to a Ryzen system, occasionally our video would freeze. And I'm thinking, oh, this is Skype related because we did the show over Skype. He was having the same issue. And finally, one day I was like, hey, Patrick, is that a Ryzen system by any chance? He's like, yes. I had just switched my streaming PC from a Ryzen back to an Intel at that time. And all the problems went away. So at that point, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just like Camlink 4K driver related, but other issues have crept up, and it. my personal experience is that USB is more reliable on Intel platforms. As unexciting as that position is when every enthusiast wants you to be on an AMD platform, I'll cut most of that out because I'm just ranting at this point, but... Ranting... Yeah, raving. raving. I can't believe he raised his he raised his voice there too. I, think. I I will say though, I have not done extensive testing and I have not run the Camlink on a B550 board. I need to do that. I need to revisit Ryzen 3000 processors on B550 and see if there's any kind of USB connectivity things. But Josh, didn't you talk about external USB-C like NVMe enclosures and Ryzen and having like some throughput or like stalling issue? Uh, there was. I have not, but I have heard of uh, some people having those issues. But um, you know, I've been lucky. I think uh, I think the issue, the main issues were yeah a lot of camera stuff, streaming things that just didn't work. Um, the other problem is USB 2.0. You'd have devices that would just disconnect and reconnect for no particular reason. So. <clears throat> You know, my luck has been really good with my Ryzen and X570 platforms, and I don't know why. Um, I haven't had any real issues, but I don't really have the same type of things. Like, I'm, I'm recording mm -hmm. 4K video to a drive. That just doesn't Yeah, happen. I'm in your boat, Josh. I, I yeah. haven't really run into it, yeah. but it's because I don't really do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. I.O. Unattended, unintensive. That's yeah, yeah. It, that's the thing. If you're not pushing the limits of the interface, it would never have a you never have a problem. It's yeah. video capture, like USB video capture stuff that was doing it, or those NVMe drives. No, right. there there was an NVMe there. Yeah, no. I uh, until we updated some of the firmware, I had the uh, this one. I do remember having issues on that ASRock board when I plugged in the USB-C and were trying to do reads. It would just time out. And then I put it on another one and it worked fine. And so I just 
I think when I did that ASRock review, I, I had to cut off the USB results because it just wouldn't work when you're doing it. But it's uh, it's since then been fixed through multiple BIOS upgrades and but yeah, and also firmware for this thing. This is the uh, was it my digital SSD? Yeah, looks like it. Two X. It's a good one, except you know, kind of. Not as easy to get into as the one you were talking about. I think something to consider is that this is probably such an intermittent problem for a lot of people, and there's so many different configurations that have caused problems or had absolutely no issues at all, that it makes sense for AMD to kind of work with the community, analyze the different configurations and see. Because not only do they have to worry about what you were plugging into it and what driver release version you were on and what else was connected but also what version of the firmware are you running what agisa version are you running of the 64,000 we've had <laughs> since the launch yeah. of zen 2 processor it's it's not that many no it's like 61,000 yeah jeremy uh would you like to oh, wait before you go on wait wait i just yes. got an email I got an email from a uh, from Patreon uh, member edited their pledge. Uh, thank you very much. And the name they have edited themselves to is Laser Wolf, and that's L A Z A R. Don't be confused. Laser. Laser. Yeah, that's uh, the. Do you Laser. know who Laser Wolf is? No, please enlighten us. No, I, I'm afraid I don't. You know what? You save us not do your homework. No, I, I didn't. didn't. I told you I wouldn't at the time. I'm not no lying to you. No Fiddler on the Roof. Laser no, Wolf I didn't. Was, Somehow uh, I didn't watch Fiddler well, on the Roof. That was him. Was the butcher him. from Fiddler <laughs> on the Roof. Okay. Somebody. This is the musical segment of the program. Yeah. We said there would be no musical segment. Okay, we didn't say that this We didn't time. say that, but we should have said that. The one time that I swore we wouldn't have a musical number, Josh sang in that episode. So I, there's, I can't you win. You said that we wouldn't have one in that episode. Yes, I specifically called out the fact that there would be no musical number tonight, and then Josh sang. Don't make promises that episode. you can't. Keep. Yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. No, yeah, nobody wants to hear me sing right now. It was, it was like a month ago. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Firefox. Cookies. 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 Man, tell me, Jeremy, what, what is this? What does this mean? Cookies, they're just, you know, they've become sentient and are evolving. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, which of the wonderful worlds was, okay, so this is uh, the brand new Firefox update that came out uh, earlier this week. Right. Uh, Is what it's trying to do is set up an individual segregated area on your machine for each site that you visit to dump the cookies in them so that they can't track you across multiple sites by seeing which other cookies have been dumped on your uh, Firefox session recently. So, I mean, it's a wonderful idea and it's, it sort of goes well with some of the other stuff that they've been trying to do recently to try and make things just a little bit more, uh, you know, private and harder for to track you over time because I mean, once you've got the cookies going and then you start looking at language packs installed and general mouse movements and screen resolution, you can, you know, get a very, very unique fingerprint uh, of a person's uh, system without 
ever really doing anything other than analyzing metadata and the cookies. So by each site having its own little cookie jar, and in theory the sites won't be able to get into each other's cookie jars, you won't quite get the same sort of uh, perpetual tracking throughout a session that you do now. Now, some sites do sort of depend on these cookies to provide you with, uh, you know, an experience that isn't annoying. And every time you visit, it's like, hi, you're a first time visitor. And you have to go through that sort of crap. Not that I recommend any site ever do that because it's just splat out annoying. But, uh, you know, there are some browsing sessions that this might actually hurt because you're you're sort of passing from one site to another via a link and that link is expecting to have a cookie to say okay he's coming from here to there and that's where your discount code is going to come from so that may not work anymore uh it's 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 an interesting security update it's worth grabbing and then the other thing that they did is for the 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 people out there that want to watch like four or five movies at once well, now you can because they've increased the picture-in-picture uh, -picture capacity on it. So you can stream multiple videos at the same time. And uh, I, I, I don't grasp the reason for this, but I'm sure that someone out there really likes doing <laughs> like it. Like this, because there's four Very of busy us people. streaming yeah. simultaneously. It's not quite the, it's not but quite you'd be the watching Linus games, or Linux Gamecast on another one, and whatever hockey game is currently going on another one, and you get... I don't know. Maybe I just... Uh, if you subscribe to a lot of YouTube channels, I mean, how else are you going to watch everything? we got to watch simultaneously. time in yeah. the day. Right. So you, yep. if you have a favorite music channel, you can listen to that in the background. And have, not like you couldn't do that already, though. Just it plays in the background anyway. The audio mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. But hey, video pop-out, multi-view. You have a baseball game. You know, news. Pitcher and mm -hmm. pitcher and pitcher and pitcher and pitcher and pitcher. Mm-hmm. Stuff you can already no. do by just dragging the tab out into a new window. <laughs> but hey, uh, hey, you know the the cookie privacy thing. I, I like as a you know and an operator, you know as a user. But as a developer of finely ground web applications, it horrifies me to think that no. I mean I can't get the data that might be needed in order to to do that feature that the customer has got to have. You know. It just might be really annoying to develop web apps with. And stuff is going to break, I think. You yeah. just oh, there's definitely going to be some side effects. Stop oh, developing so websites to start, you know, crypto. I That's know. all anybody wants to do anymore. I just need to wait yeah. for Elon Musk to tell me what to invest in next. So I've got a Vega 56, Josh. I think I'm going to crypto mm -hmm. the hell out of that. You know, I hear it's... What or you can just of... sell it and get $600 profit right now. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, you have a, you have a point there. I have a valid. What point. could it possibly even make? A Vega fifty six. <laughs> Apparently, I, mean, I guess it hashes out Ethereum uh, at a thirty percent greater rate than a thirty seventy. Now, in case anybody missed this really? earlier, we're not making this up. Yeah, this the, the, really? the dumb fact of the matter is, is these are going for just six hundred dollars on eBay right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's impressive. Okay, uh, next story. Something that isn't so good. If you jumped on the Apple M1 bandwagon, this could be yeah. an incorrect reading. And it also could be a software flaw. But Or it's part of that virus that's spread everywhere and isn't really doing anything. But that's true. Maybe it's only 30,000 Macs. There are only 30,000 Macs. All right. Uh, I, the reason I put this story in here is so you guys can make fun of me, by the way. M1, the only reason. M1 Mac users report excessive SSD wear. 
like really excessive. The amounts of reads and writes that are quoted in these reports are alarming. More than yeah, most people would have in years of use. It looks like thrashing, uh, yeah. like a, like you know when you run out of RAM and you're swapping and stuff like that, and you have a process that's just continuing to chew on that. It it kind of clocks out that the SSDs look like they're being abused in that way. That may not be what's going on. You know, it's like one of those log files that you constantly write to for every mouse movement. Yeah, don't do that. But it looks like. I'm not saying it's what's going on. It just has the appearance of a lot of activity for no good reason. And this could lead to early wear out of the SSDs. Yes, obviously they have a lifespan. That doesn't mean it's going to wear out in six months. But instead of, I don't know, uh, three or four years, it may be two. You know, so Hmm. people tend to keep their Macs a long time. Um, Just looking historically back. This could be a real issue because the the what we're not saying here, but maybe people already know this, all this stuff is soldered. It's not changeable. You can't just pop it out and put in a new one. They, they've done all the thinking for you. You don't need to do anything to your machine. It's all soldered together and replaceable is one unit. Throw your data out or whatever and just get a new one. Well, right, because that's what Apple wants. They've like yeah. Steve Jobs was still there. He yeah. wanted the computers to be sealed. He didn't want it's an appliance, man. The, an expansion card. That was the big fight he had with Wozniak. Was yeah, Woz wanted expansion slots on the Apple II, and he got them, and he kept them. But when Steve went to do the Macintosh, he was like, "No, seal it. No expansion." Yeah, so, and you know, new bus was well, they went away. We could talk about Apple history at length, but we're not going to. The sad but people still want that. I noticed there was a, actually an immediate comment was like, "When are you guys going to do the retro show?" So. Oh well, yeah. I, was, I need to go up to yeah. the attic and actually get an old Mac out of Weird there. Mac components will be a part of the retro show. Diablo is resurrecting both Blizzard's past and its future, says this article. A rock paper shotgun that Jeremy linked to. Stay a while and listen, is the... (laughs) Stay a while, listen. So uh, what's going on with this? Well, I mean, the first thing you think about when you think about Diablo is Destiny, right? Of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't I? Because that is the whole idea they've got going here, is that people really love Diablo 1 and 2, and, you know, once we pulled our heads out of certain air orifices and gave you an add-on some people actually like three um but what else do we have that's popular right now well destiny is really popular why don't we turn diablo into an mmo a little looter clicker sort of thing that you can meet in hubs and go out with your friends and slaughter hordes of endless hordes of demons can we have sebastian just, the marketing guy speak again about how what a good idea this was <laughs> Look, mobile, you know. <laughs> mobile is always the answer. Is that where this is going? Or is this know. not? It'll be microtransactions. Um, oh, I'm sure that there will probably be microtransactions if you, you can't get that particular drop that you were looking for. So, I mean, the, the better part of 10-minute trailer that they've put out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh, Looks interesting. I mean, and what you're seeing right now is the remaster 
of the originals. It looks so like they, Diablo they, they've Three. them. Yeah. Uh, With the, the sorceress and such. So that will be kind of fun, uh, just to sort of see this at higher textures. Because I mean, come on, we played this at uh, six forty by four eighty, didn't we? Eight hundred uh, by six hundred. Ooh. Ooh! Did you have the glide nice. version? Did you? Play I did have the glide yeah. version. Uh, that'll do it. But yeah, I just Diablo Four, which you know was announced November of 2019, and of which we've seen almost nothing, uh, will be out at some point, and that's their sort of basic idea: is you know, we'll, we'll take the idea of Destiny, which you know is the same sort of loot drop based play. But with multiplayer, and then we're going to make Diablo massively multiplayer, which, if you've been paying attention, you might realize this means no more LAN, no more local play, online only. Boo. This right. annoys me. And you, you have to be online in order to even start it up, right? Is that what I read? Yes, that is that's what how they're describing. That's how an MMO usually works. Yeah, well, except it's yeah. Diablo. I just want to run around and but click hey, things you know to either my finger or the nose button breaks. People probably said that about Warcraft as well. Because, you know, for children out there in the audience probably don't know this, but Warcraft was a game long before it was an MMO. And it was a great game. Warcraft 2 especially. I love yeah. Warcraft 2. Warcraft, yeah, Warcraft 2 was, was wildly bad. popular. Okay. It was a... <laughs> okay. Well, and mostly because okay. of, like, the mod community. Because it didn't other games come out of Warcraft 3? Like, uh, was it Dota? Well, that's where, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where Dota and the other one came from. Which well, that like, whole and number a terrible one movie world. I never watched. I did not watch By the, the movie either. I did. Oh, I've watched it. It is terrible. truly horrific. I understood it was terrible and steered, steered it is. that one. Okay, this, this blows my mind because Diablo 3 was actually released in 2012. How was it nine years ago? Isn't that crazy? It doesn't seem that long. Yeah. I just don't. And Reaper of Souls, the add-on was 2014. This is just so life is dumb. So is time. Yep, <laughs> sucks. Time is stupid. It's dumb. Well said. All right, we've reached the part of our show that uh, I think everybody's been waiting for. You know, every once in a while, something happens that's a little beyond the ordinary, and camera angles become even more exotic. Lighting, uh, art, uh, reviews transcend, become something more. Uh, some sort of high art, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's Brett's latest case review. The Fractal Meshify 2 Compact. You've seen the YouTube reviews. You've heard what people have to say about it. What does Brett have to say about it? And how off-kilter can he get his camera in capturing oh. these these still images? All the way off kilter. <clears throat> I don't All even know what's way. happening in this photo. It's so... I know, but isn't it awesome? Kind of. I mean, we'll talk. Huh? We don't no, have to talk. It kind of is. It kind of is. No, it we do. kind of we do. is, but it also kind of isn't. Um, no, it's... So let's see. It, look, look what they've they, gotten that, us into, it says. Yes. Yeah, look what they've gotten us into now. And it's uh, this is the previous version of the case on the right. That's the Meshify 2, the new Meshify 2. The one on the left is the new Meshify 2 Compact. Now, they may not look extremely different Wait a minute. in this I thought this, this was going to be a lot shorter. It says Compact. I know. If you look at the next two pictures on the bottom right, uh, scroll down and to the right, okay. you'll see that there's... You can see that the Compact one is indeed quite a bit thinner. 
than like the not as wide. Two. Not as wide. You can see it. Okay. It's literally not as wide. And if you go to the next one, next image, you'll see that it's shorter. I mean, I can't really tell from this angle if it's shorter or not. Well, it's definitely shorter front to back. It's it's about as tall. It's not a lot shorter top to bottom. You know, height. It looks shorter desk. top to bottom in this image. Eh, it that's just a distortion of the of the way that the angle is. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> uh, but it's actually not as as deep. Um, this is some stock photography. Yeah, it looks like a, a Meshify, really, you know. But hey, like the yeah, channel or defo- it's it's taken a lot of cues from the Meshify two and a lot of the good things from the Define seven, and really um, updated it so that it is really I think it's going to be one of their top selling cases. I, I imagine that this is just the right size. Um, everybody's reasonably kitted out build will not get lost in this. There's no reason to build an extensive water cooling environment if you're just putting in a graphics card you get your atx or matx or even itx board would not be out of place in something like this so what, standard builds are going to be great the price in this, on this case. thing what's the price it is uh, about 110 so this okay. it's a very crowded okay. field but this is a high quality case and thermally you know i'll just cut to one of the punchlines. well it's, it's, a, a it's really good yeah now, I did use a vertical uh, CPU mount in my build, and I think that contributed to some of the good thermal characteristics. Here okay. you can see the removability of the, uh, of the filters and how well they match up between the, uh, the nylon filter screens and the supports, as well as the plastic frames and things like that. Um, attention to detail uh, uh, with that. It's, it's a everything comes with The filter in the bottom comes out the front. It does. Hey, it hold, on, the hold on. Uh, this, <clears throat> let's pause here for a moment. This screwdriver looks familiar to me. Did that come inside of a scythe cooler by any chance? Good eye. I will agree. It came in a scythe cooler. I have a couple of those laying around. Those are my scythe cooler ones that go along with my do you like quiet them? screwdrivers. Yeah, I do. Do you like the screwdriver? Yeah. Yeah, the me stubby too. handle, It's it's yeah. uh, it helps. Mm-hmm. And it has, a, it has a long reach. Uh, Please Look pause this. here. Look this is this. this is this is. Um, I, I get a lot of static from people if I don't have any foilage, so I made sure to uh, artfully position some foilage, and I want people to foilage. pause here. Yes, for for some foilage induced moment of zen. <laughs> so during the during the read through, if you could just pause here and just kind of maybe lean back a little bit and just take this in, and then move embrace on. the flora. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, and you see this, the plant is actually in a couple of pictures, is the but plant I, I take real? a lot of heat. Is it a real plant? It is. It is absolutely real. It doesn't look very healthy. It, I mean, it is. It sounds fine. a little catty, but all right. Hey, it's look, totally removable fine. top mount. That's always nice. Uh, it is extremely nice and necessary in my particular build because I needed to gain a little slack for the AIL lines in order to tuck them behind the uh, vertical GPU. So that was really important. Um, mm-hmm. The fans Our are notched. Cable openings. Mm-hmm. Well okay. grommeted, top and yeah. side. Yeah, Did you see those little notches on the inside of that fan? If you go go to that one, oh, Fractal that, says yeah. that that reduces fan noise. Oh, I, hey, so good I on have them. Some pretty quiet fans. I, these fans only max out. Uh, the front ones max out at about a thousand. The rear one uh, maxes out at about twelve hundred. And I only spun them up to about eighty percent. So they were sub, you know, thousand RPMs in the in the exhaust mm-hmm. and uh, about eight hundred RPMs in the front. They work really well. Um, I had no issues whatsoever. 
That's the bottom disassembled. The cage uh, comes out of the bottom, which, in my opinion, is not very usable. Um, you can, but you need a shorter power supply. I had a very yes. Yes. long, you know, those thousand, those thousand watt uh, Corsair power supplies. Oh, RM one thousand. reasonable. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very long. Uh, a more reasonably sized uh, ATX power supply. You could probably keep that in there and then and move the cables around, but but not not from not my version. This is an extreme close up of something that I think is is nice that uh, Fractal did. All of the pieces that are designed to come off like this all have captured thumb screws. So get yes. on them. Yes, the captured um, thumb screws. It's sign of a quality nice. case. Sign of a quality case. And that and the frame. I, go ahead. Audio listeners love details like this too. It's, it's okay. just like, hey, let's pause here for a moment I, and. I know. And silently yeah, observe this photo. <laughs> Although I will say uh, this is one of those cases that has the removable bracket that you attach your PSU to, which does make exactly. it a little easier to install. I always liked it when they do that. I mention it as a, I take it as a sign of this is a, probably a quality case if they're giving me one of these brackets. Oh, there oh, you are with we your bracket openings. You and your yeah. design language cohesive bracket opening whole shape. Uh-huh. You know, you make fun, but I'm not wrong. Because I, mean, I actually took does, a picture of it. You're looking it, right at it. It makes it look like it's all designed by the same company. And audio listeners love that part. Hey, I've, I've worked with cases that have like solid, you know, frames and, and hey, holes man. in one areas and diamonds in others. You, hey, man. Have you punched, <laughs> if you haven't punched out holes, like your expansion or, you know, slots when you actually had to take a yeah, screwdriver and like punch it out, out. Or you try to twist it and you'd miss, you slice your finger open on the razor <laughs> yep. sharp metal. You you know, there's going to be a lawyer to take that case, by the way. Yeah. I'm, and what I'm talking about is that the was... Trident Z Slice. The Trident Z Slice. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I have not injured myself on those dims. Right. But okay. they're, they're pretty sure. Moving on. Swiftly moving on. So there's plenty of room in the back to uh, yeah. route cables. It's yeah, not it's excessive. Like, what know, is it? They, like uh, an inch? It's about 20, uh, 25 millimeters. Yeah, about an inch. What is that in, a, in American? Okay. It's about an inch. Yeah, roughly. I actually didn't like the go up a little bit. Everything go up again. What? what? I didn't like the 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 can. No, no, you're on the picture. Too you far? were just at down. This down. one? No, right there. Stop. The the um the slots that are next to the motherboard at an angle. All right. Everything I, in this I picture is at an review. angle. What am I supposed to be looking at? No, it's the it's the the pass through slots that are just to the left of the cable run, or right. just to the right of the cable run. They're at an angle. You can see the fold in the case right there. It yes. actually. It only works really well if the um, connections to the motherboard are at a right angle. Otherwise, you kind of have to come out in an, in an awkward way to kind of loop around and, and connect up with the motherboard. And it's very close to an ATX board. So I did not necessarily appreciate the, the angled pass-throughs in, okay. the, in that space. I kind of see why they did it. You just need to get yourself yeah, one of those EVGA boards that has those like ATX yeah. coming out the side. Yes, that would have been that would have been ideal, and I mentioned that that, that would have been really good. That's just a close up of that space, yeah, that angled area. I mean, they're making the standard stuff. The space they have. Yep, USB three standard stuff. Nothing, uh, nothing's unlabeled here. bags. I know you called that. I out. mentioned that. I'm like, what? You know, I opened the wrong bag at first for the motherboard connections because I mean, at this they, point, can't you just eyeball it? Well, most of the time, but I'm like, are those the fat head ones or the thin head? I, mean, I don't even know. Just, so I just found ones point, that actually... I can do it with my yeah. eyes closed. But I, I can see why ones. labeling the bags would be important. Sometimes they change the thread pitch. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not everybody hate. Not everybody gives you the tackle actually box. actually want numbered screws. I, I know. I know. I'm so, I'm so demanding. So this time uh, I decided to use a bunch of other fractal gear and use their yes. vertical CPU mount 
yeah, which I thought was really cool. So this is just the um, uh, show a picture here of the uh, AIO mounted. It works really well up top. Two, that's a 240. Oh, Fits really well. Royal. The gold, gold, baby. The most beautiful gold. memory on earth for people Look, who like and gold I, and crystal. And for audio listeners. $1,000 on dims. Yes. And for audio listeners, you can see the reflection in you that. Can, it's just it's it's so, so shiny. Nice. Yep. Um, that was a go back, go back one. I just wanted to note this. That yeah, so let's make this take even fans, longer. I know. These fans included with the AIO were the same ones they included with the case. So they think highly of them as case hey, fans and AIO fans. They're high static fans? Well, I'm just saying they think they oh. they think the same. Hmm. This is just I fight I fight with that a lot later. Let's yes, see. Uh, vertical GPU mount. Yes, yes, yes. I do like so, yeah. the way this looks yep. all put together with this vertical GPU. Me too. It's very Me stylish. Too. I thought it looked. I thought it looked very, very nice. Actually, we're breezing past your um, uh, entries here about your difficulty and how Ryzen just isn't as easy as yeah, Intel. Yeah, I do and complain about that. Complaining like what I said. Uh, have you not used a clip-based? Uh, <laughs> what I said mechanism? was. Ryzen seems like a lot of extra work. Maybe it's just what me. does that mean? A lot of extra work. <laughs> I had so one of the first times ever I've had to reseat a dim, and it wouldn't post when I first plugged everything in. I had got an That's error that fault. wasn't even in the manual. That's your fault. Was it though? Not seating a yeah. dim properly? Yes, that is your fault. It, it and by the way, those just like the other one. Those dims. Those are the like high end. Let me get they, the they nice. Those are the high-end okay. ones that AMD sent with the Zen uh, 2 review kit. Those are like 3600, Cast 16, Samsung yeah, ICs. They come in their own little hinged box with a foam insert that exactly cuddles them yes. with a little finger riser so you can just peel one of them out at a time. So they thought a lot of them. Look, you do have to use some pressure, but you always have to be very careful when using like the clip style because that's that uh, attaches to like the Corsair one ones, side. right? Where there's One, like yes. a little bracket that actually uses AMD's um, retention oh, mechanism, that. right? Oh, the the, C, the, the mm. CPU one. Yeah, because there are some That's AIOs ridiculous. that will give you a separate um, bracket to screw into AMD's backplate, bypassing yeah. the two black plastic things. But yeah. Corsair and apparently this one, it uses these Fractal. two little loops that you attach yeah. to two of the thumb screws, right? I just didn't tighten it down. It's an Asetek design. And yeah. you have to tighten it very well and make sure that it's oh, yeah. squarely on the clip on both sides. So I told you, I tightened it down not enough the first time, and the silicon squealed the next time I did it. And then it was no. fine. Oh, no. Damn good thing you weren't using a TR4. I'm going to say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Those come with a torque wrench. Those come with yeah, a torque wrench. Yeah, but you have to do it in the right it's sequence. And you have to have it absolutely perfectly aligned first. Mm -hmm. or you're going to damage some pins. Because there's a lot of anyway, work. There's so, a lot of pins. Let's let's look at uh, Brett's finish first, up finish it up first, on the chart uh, Ryzen and the thermals. Didn't oh, didn't turn out so well. Did I it? took pictures of it and admitted that it was all me. Did you? There's, you there. said maybe Ryzen seems like more work. <laughs> maybe it's just me. Pictures Wait, look Ryzen. <laughs> Intel never did this to me. <laughs> Intel was not mean. But it came out. It came out really attractive. I really liked it. It did. I mean, it, let's talk about worked, thermals. It worked great. 
I do. Let's talk about um, and it, to be honest with you, it didn't really make much of a difference when I had the door open and closed, at least in my build. And I think I, mm. I contribute that to the modest cooling requirements of the 3700X, the fact it was on a 240 AIO. I had a lot of exhaust, two exhausts and obviously in the roof through the AIO and one at, at the rear. So plenty of airflow and the vertical GPU mount uh, didn't really make a lot of difference with the front door um on or fully off it only made a a degree i think if you check the charts like a degree or two two degrees or something like that in cpu cooling it uh and the the uh, gpu uh could breathe very well and i overclocked them both just to try and and push them a little that's impressive i was gonna say uh because the 3700x is only 65 watt uh, cpu so yeah 240 with a 3700x like that's a massive overkill should be running at full speed all the time and nice I, case, I ran though. clock, I ran clock tuner on it, and um, I got it up with, and it uh, four point two five at one point two volts, four point two five on all, all. Look yeah, this yeah. It's they called it a, a silver sample. Yep. Yeah, this came out really well. Um, I, I think it's a it's really purple. good looking build. It is, and I used the Prince new mouse Luke. and the new new key, mm-hmm. uh, the new mat. I mean, it's almost sickening. Look at this. The card is purple. The RAM is purple. The cooler has this ring around the pump that's purple. And you've got purple lighting coming out from the side of the motherboard. You've used a purple background, purple I did. Keyboard, when you use a royal mouse. RAM, you yeah. got to have the royal color. Dude, the, the mouse it. pad has purple LEDs on it. This is yes. Alarming. So this is that mouse. This is that You're MM700. Burn your redness. Oh, it was it was really attractive in the dark. Actually, it was actually really nice. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's too purple." Ah, it's screaming. Um, no, I did not. I oh, look at this! Look at the prestigious no award bestowed upon this case. No, you got to read the thing that comes up above it. This review you, you has been it. brought to you by the color purple and the letter C. C for compact. I basically said, um, if there was somebody who came to me and said, "I need a." basic case that's going to be high quality and they had enough money to spend in their budget to afford a quality case i would definitely steer them towards this this is a little bit more desk friendly i like the design than the meshify 2 which i really like the design of but it was a little bit large and the build that i did kind of got lost in the space there was a lot of empty space on that one this one obviously completely done up with an atx board and that that sizable uh, 2070 super i put in it looked great no empty space i uh, i think it's a great case i think they're gonna sell a lot of them if you like purple i well you can probably change yours to a different color if you wanted it's up if, to you. You, if you like purple every once in a while this microphone turns purple like right now it does can i can i just interject about how much i don't like running three or four different rgb controller software software i think no, that's isn't it annoying yeah, it stinks i've got it logitech is. on mine i've got corsair i've got gigabyte all things that you kind of need, and it's just annoying. The ASRock um, RGB controller software actually talked to the Trident CRM, and I could control that, so that was actually oh, good. Nice. I expect so. It worked. Oh, right, yeah, because it'll go through the motherboard. A lot of them are compatible it with your motherboard line. Oh, and let me just tell you, the jewels on the top of that made that so bright that I eventually stopped taking pictures of it, and I had to go in and, and separate it from being linked to all the other colors and specifically address the LEDs on the on the golds and just turn them <laughs> way down. <sighs> taking pictures of RGB lighting is not fun. Hey, yeah, by the way, 
that isn't fun. So these pictures I'm particularly proud of. I think they came up really nice. It took me a long so time go to look learn at it. secret. There is a secret to take pictures of RGB lighting, but it's don't, pros don't, don't, don't have any. All right. Uh, it's that time of the show. <laughs> now that we've vlogged this uh, case review to death. Yes, yeah. you're welcome. Let's talk about picks of the week. And as is tradition, Josh always starts one of my favorite the subjects. The Papas. Yes. Please tradition. tell us, Josh, what is your pick this week? Um, I don't know if I have did this one before. I probably did, but my brain is just going numb. Uh, you know, the, the those those Clips Pro Media 2.1 speakers are now like on sale for 115 bucks or something on Amazon. And these are fantastic pieces of kit that they have kind of recycled and, you know, they made it a little bit less expensive than they used to be. When these first came out in the early 2000s, they were, they were the must-have, and their 5.1s were even better. But, you know, if you're looking for good desktop speakers that's going to feature nice musicality and clarity and, and, you know, pretty good quality amps in there, it's a really good buy for 115 bucks. They're classics. I've heard some yes. scuttlebutt online about the quality being different. Like, I don't know what they changed. For the, well, I, they, they, the they did cost cut, but apparently okay. it's still quite good. That's good. You know, you, the Z2300s are gone, but you can still buy the clips. Yep. 2.1. Jeremy, what is your pick? Well, we seem to have a theme going that was developed independently. Because I was sniffing around and for the Canadian new egg fans, uh, there's some JBL uh, contour Two wireless sport in ear headphones for just under half price. They it, it's JBL. So, I mean, you, you know what they're going to sound like. Uh, it's got, uh, some, some water resistance. So if you like getting caught in the rain, it's, it's, it's not going to be horrible. And at 57 bucks, you know, comparatively speaking to what they're normally charged, uh, these are actually not too bad. The for in fifteen minutes, you can get an hour worth of Pelly back. Uh, I'd suggest you know charging them a little bit more than that, but uh, you know, for Bluetooth earphones from a, a respectable uh, audio provider, that's that's you know not a damn bad price at all. Now, if you're in the states, th- there isn't a deal. However, there are some Sennheiser ones, uh, which are about the same sort of a deal. So, and, you know, apart from a little bit of different in the design and not having the over the year, again, you know, if, if you're looking for some new uh, inner headset headphones like I am, not a bad idea. Oh, look, another, another one, another audio pick. You can see what I wrote or yeah. down on yours, right? No. You not. can't see it? No, I, well, let me see. Did you, let me, what did you add? <laughs> yeah. You gotta go look. Uh, Wait, that's what you're supposed to do. No, audio oh, thing goes oh. here. No. We're not going to do that. Yes. I don't have anything. Um, I can't think okay. of anything. You said Grados. Go, go think about that. Grados. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So mine this week was, it's the same set of headphones that I'm wearing. Actually, these are the M50Xs from Audio-Technica. Um, I happen to notice that uh, Max Sales, a place that I've talked about a couple of times, I get their weekly, hey, we're selling some stuff here. And I always take a look at it. But they've got the Bluetooth version of these. Um, that was cheaper earlier today. Now they're not on sale. <laughs> I was going to say, where, where's the sale price? Is there 179 
Well, you know what? Um, I take it back because maybe it's because I went through because of the um, the email. I clicked through the link on the oh, email. Like an oh, email my gosh. Offer. Oh, yeah. secret code you're not sharing. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if I can let – me, let me try this again. All let right. me look at it and let me see. An anti-pick. Yeah, I know. But I apologize Your pick of the week is because, signing up for OWC's newsletter. So uh, I guess big. because it's – it's uh, thirty dollars off. Um, it's one forty nine, so that's you know that's a reasonable amount off on this uh, set of headphones. I'm gonna go check real quick here. Yeah, my that link is still showing one forty nine after special offers. Well, if you're on a so, Mac, you save that additional money. But I'm on a PC, so it didn't give me the. Discount. I I apologize. Um, if uh, what, go sign up, go sign up for the mailing list, and maybe they'll uh, send it to you. But it's a. Uh, one forty nine for uh, for email subscribers. Wow! If I sign up for an email list, I could save up to thirty dollars <laughs> on a pair of Bluetooth hey, headphones. Well, you know, it was a thing. Yes, it was. And this we're gonna do thing. it live. Do it live. It, we did it live. We did it live. We we've been doing it for an hour and forty seven minutes done, done since it. I started recording. That's a long. People uh, are still show. watching yeah. us. I don't know. Yep. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, Josh, you've made your displeasure <laughs> quite clear. Uh, but hey, my uh, butt hurts. I sit all day long, and I get one of those balls, hurts. like a medicine ball, and roll around during the I show. Know, I used to have one, but mm, well, yeah. not with the extra burger weight, though. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's Ooh, I can't personal. believe you said that. It's getting personal. All right, uh, well, let's let's stop the show as uh, as soon as possible. Uh, tune in next week for more uh, ridiculous nonsense. Brought to you by your friends at PC Perspective. <laughs>